Hi, you're listening to the First Encounters podcast. In this podcast, we bring together absolute strangers to talk about things that they would never talk about with other absolute strangers. On today's encounter, we have Enora speaking with Kia Yi about what it's like to live abroad. We hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Kia Yi. I'm a second year in Warwick, I study English and uh, English literature and creative writing. And yeah, I make a lot of art and I write. You can find me on Instagram at kiatos, so K-Y-A-T-O-S, or um, that's also kiai.com, so K-I-A-Y-E-E.com. Hi, I'm Anora. I study politics, international studies, and global sustainable development at work. I'm a second year, um, and I come from France. Hi. Hello. Nora. <laughs> I'm Kiai. Nice to meet yeah. you. Nice to meet you. I'll, I'll read the first question. Yeah. If you could have dinner, if you could have dinner with someone, with anyone in the world, who would it be? Oh gosh. <laughs> um. Oh, this is a lot of pressure. Who would it be? Um. I feel like I have a really, like, not, (laughs) my answer would be Emma Watson, without thinking too much about it. Why? I feel like, oh, just because, I mean, I I used to watch Harry Potter, so I love her, and, um, and I also love everything she does now, and the fact that she's, like, really, really, um, active about feminism and the environment, and those are, like, some of my favorite topics and also the fact that she likes she's staying in the arts industry right but she's also getting an education the fact that she's able to collide all these words worlds i think is really interesting i'd love to have a conversation with her cool about that i'm curious what's what sort of meal do you think you would have with her oh that's (laughs) yeah (laughs) what would you eat um i don't know like whatever she wants to eat i guess like I'm, I'm pretty versatile. Yeah, maybe probably something. I mean, I'm vegetarian, so right. Vegetarian, vegan would be cool. Like some fancy restaurant with some nice. yummy stuff. Yummy vegetarian stuff. <laughs> um, if you had dinner with anyone in the world, who would it be? Um, I think this changes at every point, but right now it would either be Lord or this Norwegian singer called Sigre. Sigre? I think she's called Sigre. But her name is spelled Sigrid, and most people pronounce it as Sigrid. Um, because, I I don't know, I'm currently very interested in how musicians work and how singers work. Because, um, especially people who write their own lyrics, I'm really curious what their process mm-hmm. is like, especially because they tend to write with producers. And, yeah, as someone who writes, I'm terrible at writing with other people. And I just want to know, like, how that sort of process works and how that comes together and nobody is like upset with each other and runs up so happy with the with the end result and yeah I picked this two, these two singers because they're just I relate to them a lot I relate to their songs quite a lot so yeah cool do you want to ask the next question? Uh, please explain where you're from and where you have lived oh um, I'm from Singapore and I've lived in Singapore my whole life until I moved here for university. 
I guess I will just do like a short sort of explanation of Singapore because people tend to misunderstand it. But it's basically a really tiny, very, very packed country in Southeast Asia um, that's near Malaysia and it's not in China. And and our, our first language is English, but we're very multicultural. And then, yeah, so all of us, well, most, most of us speak English in a second language and that can be... What's your second language? Mine is Mandarin. So okay. um, usually if you are Malay, you would learn um, Malay as your second language. And then if you're Indian, you might learn Tamil or Hindi. But I think schools mainly teach Tamil. So yeah. But yeah, we tend to get misplaced a lot. Like, um, Wait, so are there different schools in Singapore? Or like different languages? Everyone is sort of in the same schools. Okay. Um, but... We sort of take all our classes in English, and then mm. we have like language classes that are right. sort of separate. Um, so yeah, we're quite strange, um, and we tend to get misplaced a lot when we go overseas. So yeah, coming to the UK has been interesting and occasionally stressful, uh-huh. but yeah, it's been good. I think it's been good. <laughs> yeah, do you want to talk about? Well, I'm from France, so um, both my parents are French. And I'm born in Paris, but I've lived in Hong Kong for nine years. So I moved there when I was two months old um, and I grew up there. And uh, then I came back to France when I was 10 and then I came to uni in the UK. So that's kind of been where I've been. (laughs) What what was it like for you to sort of grow up in Hong Kong and move to France? Like when you're Um, older? I mean, it, it was quite natural because, obviously, like, I am French. Do you, do you sort of miss one place every time you're somewhere else? Or is um, it...? Not really. I think I, I uh, when I was in France, I did miss the English system. But then I do miss French culture. Right. Okay. Um, but then I think that's just normal for international people yeah. because you'll never find every all the aspects that you love in one place because oh, yeah. there are things that you that's love. True that are in different places. No, yeah, no no place is, like, perfect, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Mm. When was the last time you felt really happy? (laughs) Oh. Oh, dear. (laughs) Um, The last time I felt really happy... I think it was last night, actually. I had gotten through a lot of the work I was supposed to get done, and then I was just having, like, a nice dinner and watching some videos mm-hmm. and and I think just be, like just because I was in such a state of like stress before that over over the work I had to do it was like this moment of like being really grateful for everything and being mm. like having my room and and sitting there and having food and just like being comfortable yeah, yeah. what about you um I mean I feel really happy right now I'm exhausted because I, I haven't slept a lot because no. I went out last night which I was really happy last night too. <laughs> I'm just really happy at the moment. I don't know. It's like I'm I'm just really content with what's going on in my life. I feel like there are pieces that are fitting really well together. It's good right now. And yeah, I'm just trying to be a bit more spontaneous. So um, I'm generally happy. I would say that's <laughs> good. Really. When was the last time you were really afraid? Um. Oof, I would say it was over the Christmas break 
there was a point I was really afraid. <laughs> Do you not want to talk about it? Is it? It's 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 quite personal. I, right. I don't think I I want to like go into details. Yeah. But yeah. Just I guess I felt really really insecure with with myself and my environment, like where I was going, and I just had like a lot of things to sort out, and it just, it made me feel afraid. But you know, you have those moments. Yeah. The last time I was really afraid. Oh, this is also recent. Um, <laughs> this morning, like, I woke up after having three nightmares in a row. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was just like people wanting to like kill me and like things going to explode and <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think does is that just, happen just, often? No, I think I think it's just like currently because I'm quite stressed out and like some like personal relationships are not working out so well. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think it's also just like dealing with a mistake that I made that I'm still I haven't quite come to terms with. Yeah. So it was very like ugh to to sort of come to terms with that. When where is home for you? Oh. <laughs> this is strange. Um <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, I think home for me right now is my room in Kenley, mm-hmm. which is very strange um, because I miss Singapore a lot. But Singapore doesn't quite feel like home because I feel like it was only when I got away from all of that and all the expectations that I had uh, that I had to deal with and and the influence of a lot of people in my life and, and sort of had that space by myself that I really became myself. Mm-hmm. And so this feels like home because it's where I'm so supposedly most genuinely mm-hmm. myself and most sincerely myself. Home because of the culture that is so ingrained and, and presses on me every day. Like mm. I think it's sort At of like home. my body is more at home in Singapore because yeah. it wants to eat. Those, <laughs> those things and it wants the sun and it's used to that but but in terms of like my spirit I'm more at home in my room and like in this space right now right. so yeah right that's cool what about you? hmm I, I guess I guess home for me is France like I've come to realise that this year I find that well no actually mm, it's 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 difficult because when whenever I'm somewhere, I will never feel completely at ease, like completely as if I belong there, sort right. of thing. I I do miss a lot of things about French culture and people and the language. Both my parents speak French. It's always been like the most comfortable language for me, and I feel like I can express things that I can't necessarily in English. Then again, that said, um, I think at home for me is just wherever like my family is, my friends are. Yeah, no, I understand. Okay. Um, what do you think of the UK? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh dear. Um, what do I think of the UK? I think the UK has been, I don't want to say disappointing, but it has disappointed me in, in various ways because mm-hmm. I think the way you're brought up in Singapore, especially in terms of like the global influ- influences you come into contact with is quite Eurocentric and it paints this very like romantic picture 
mm-hmm. of the Western world. So I think everyone coming here sort of expected something quite like ideal and like beautiful, like old brick buildings and like mm-hmm. vines creeping up. But yeah, so I think coming here, it was firstly surprising to realise that Warwick was only as old as Singapore. And Singapore mm. is, is yeah. the same age as Warwick. Um, and, yeah. and also meeting with, like, racism has been quite... Oh. I, I mean, I expected it because I was like, yeah, I want to go into an environment where I'm not the majority because um, the Chinese are the majority in Singapore and mm-hmm. g- gives us this very weird privilege that we don't really acknowledge, which is terrible. And yeah, I just sort of wanted to challenge myself to do that. But it was still really shocking and, and it surprised me how much it hurt at the start yeah. to, to come into contact with that. Yeah, so I think it's been really good for me. So I think I've grown up a lot. It's just that sometimes it can be a bit like, oh, yeah, what about you? I had a lot of expectations as well coming to the UK. And I think that I really like the UK in some respects. A lot of cultural aspects um, of the UK, I tend to to be a bit disappointed in as well, and just tend to prefer the French way of doing things. Right. But it's also because it's what I it's what I've grown up with, and it's what I I just kind of enjoy. Like usually um, with with um, when you're with other French people, like food is really really important, and eating right. together yeah. and cooking together is really important, and taking that time to really spend. Yeah. eating and no, not just yeah, rushing completely. through a meal or not just like it's something that I really miss and I think it's one of the reasons why sometimes I find it maybe a bit more difficult to be really close with a big group of British people although I live with oh, yeah. only British people I love like I I absolutely love them but it's like these little things that that make all the difference I guess no yeah I, I think on the point of food like it always it surprised me when I came here that people mostly ate sandwiches and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like chips. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah I think it, it, similar to you, like there was a really strong culture for me of just like eating with people and like food was this huge. It's a huge thing in Singapore. Like people would meet mm. up at like 1am in the morning and go mm. for like hot pot. Yeah. until like 3 and then karaoke until like 5 and so, yeah, just like very central way of like how we mm. live and how I yeah. talk to my parents and it's really funny yeah. cause, because my, both my parents were working in Hong Kong they always told me like this is something we have in common with like the Chinese is like no it's big, big, <laughs> big food culture no yeah <laughs> and, uh, it, it's yeah. really funny um, yeah okay what is what is it like to have long, long distance, distance friendships, friendships and relationships? relationships. <laughs> Ooh. Um, you want to start? Well, I'm... Um, okay, let's start with friendships. So, I mean, it's, it's... I think this is, yeah, one of the most difficult things with living internationally. Not necessarily just abroad, but just in our lives in general. Like, we will move quite a lot. And the fact that, that you do build some really amazing friendships and relationships and then you have to maintain them over distance and over space and time and for friendships I mean it's it was really really difficult last year I think because you you come you have expectations of the friendships you're going to maintain and then you don't necessarily manage to do so and then but then I think like it's also taught me a lot about knowing which friends you have the most affinities with when you're not 
like constantly together. So it's actually made me prioritize some other friendships. And um, yeah, I'm in a long distance relationship. It's a bit complicated, <laughs> right? But it's it's it just it needs to be the right person because yeah. if if you have doubts about the relationship, it's it's stressful. It's gonna be yeah. No, it, yeah. It's not gonna be worth it. So um, just honesty, honesty is it's important. I don't really know what to say else. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel the same as you because um, I was. I was in a long distance relationship last year mm-hmm. and that really put a huge like the distance put a huge toll on on the relationship especially because Singapore is like a 13 hour flight from here and the, mm. the time difference is like 8 to 7 hours. I think it just put a huge strain on like communication because we would talk at different points in the day. Oh when, like, yeah, we, that's even worse. You know <laughs> like some like at one point one of us was always busy or one of us was about mm. to wake up or about to go to sleep um and that was just really Terrible. Um, but I think that aside for friendships, I grew really distant from my friends last year. Like I, I think I'm not as used to the whole long distance thing. I think I took it for granted that the friendships that mattered would just hold up, and they did mm-hmm. most of them. But this year, I'm trying to put more effort in and like write a lot of postcards and 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 like oh, yeah. message people. Um, yeah, I try not to take it for granted so much because I feel like, especially with Instagram and Facebook, I'm just like, yeah, they're there anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. I can just message mm. them anytime, but it makes a huge difference. Yeah, or just to remember to, actually, to yeah. message or have a phone call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying to do that now. Yeah. Oh, family. Um, well, personally, I have, like, a super, super, super close relationship with my mom. So I phone her like three times a week and last year was like almost every day just like to catch up so I don't find long distance difficult at all with family to be honest like I find it quite easy Um, I think it's quite similar except that I don't I don't call or like talk to my my family very much like we sort of we're really introverted people and we give each other a lot of space I think even at when I was back at home um and with the long distance it's really been like okay I trust that you're fine and Mm. I trust that you're fine and we're gonna check in once in a while and we're gonna send each other like photos of food but that's about (laughs) it like we won't call like we trust that yeah you're both okay but I think there's also the fact that my dad follows me on Instagram and it's just like (laughs) I know everything that's happening so it's it's cool how do you deal with anxiety and or loneliness um I think, so I I dealt with a lot of anxiety last year, Um, well, and loneliness. Um, I think uni is very isolating, and it can be very isolating. I think it's it's something you learn with experience is just, like, to put yourself out there. I mean, I think my anxiety was coming from the fact that I was lonely, so right. obviously someone who's dealing with anxiety for other reasons, I I wouldn't really know how to deal with that. But for me, it was very much the fact that I felt lonely. And I think that I, I'm still dealing with that to an extent, although like not, not nearly as much as I was, I was having to deal with it last year. But I think it's like finding the self-confidence to, to reach out to people and to not like, assume that 
that people don't want to spend time with you because of you, but that mm-hmm. it's because like everybody's so busy and that you also need to kind of like create your own opportunities to find friends and yeah. and and you need to create those friendships and build those friendships and maintain them and if if you don't put that that effort then you will feel lonely but um everybody does and and I think it's yeah just to stop maybe taking taking things so personally mm. and and then also like damaging your self-confidence because of that and then staying in your room and like (laughs) not doing anything and then feeling even more lonely and 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 also I think a really important thing that I've learned is to trust that because you feel lonely now or because you feel anxious now you won't feel lonely or anxious tomorrow or in a week and it's just like a transition period and just like remember that I tend to imagine that because I'm not feeling well in this moment, then I'm never going to feel well anymore ever again. Yeah. (laughs) And that's just bad, bad, bad thinking processes. Yeah. um, I think, I think my anxiety comes from quite a different place, but I also struggled with anxiety and loneliness a lot last year. Mm -hmm. I think how I dealt with it, I don't know whether it's just like, a cultural barrier thing but I couldn't even when I put myself out there I felt like I didn't really connect with people like I mm-hmm. couldn't really I don't know it's, it's, it's something I'm still trying to figure out um, in terms of like making friends with I don't want to say like western people but like I feel like there's quite a different way of interacting and talking and the mm. visual cues and, and all, everything is very very different and I can't really tell when someone is feeling like they're close to me when they talk to me a certain way mm. or if, if that's just like really polite or formal. Strangely enough, even though I came here to get away from Singaporeans, um, I grew quite close to the Singaporeans um, that mm. I've met and yeah, I just hang out with them a lot and I also figured out what works for me in terms of socializing I don't do well in big groups so I have sort of invited taken to inviting people over to my house for like dinner um, so I can talk to them one-on-one because that's a lot easier and Mm -hmm. a lot more comfortable for me like it tends to be awkward and then it gets really comfortable by the end of the night but yeah I sort of taken a different approach in that I've sat a lot more with myself and figured out how to spend time with alone instead Mm of 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 giving in to to that loneliness, I guess, which has involved a lot of like hobbies, like cooking <laughs> and knitting and painting, figuring out how to spend time by myself and not feel lonely. Um, how important is cultural identity to you? Oh, right now it's really important to me, but it used to be a lot less important. Be- being Chinese in Singapore gave me a lot of privilege. You could always almost equate it to like white privilege in the sense that you don't think about the fact that you're Chinese very much. You don't have to think about um, that as being something different or something that's that you have to like stand up for. It just mm-hmm. sort of is because it's just how the society works in Singapore but after coming to the UK it sort of pressed upon me and and I'm learning how to sort of claim my cultural identity a bit more I miss Mandarin a lot even mm-hmm. though I hated it hated it in school because it, it was just very difficult um but yeah I'm trying learning to connect with those roots again and like mm. learn how to cook my own you know Chinese stuff and, and, and Singaporean food which is I mean quite different from Chinese food I don't know I think cultural identity is 
important insofar as it gives me a sense of self at this point. But I think more broadly, I'm not that convinced that it's it has to be that important. I do feel like we're moving to a more global sort of world where there are more so third culture kids, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. and, and people who are mixed race and stuff. So I feel like maybe that won't be so important in time. Like, it will still be important, but it won't be as, maybe not as politicized mm-hmm. in that sense. But yeah. I feel kind of the same way when you said that that you didn't really appreciate maybe like Mandarin before and that now you're really learning to appreciate it. Like, I feel the same way with French. I always like just preferred speaking English before and now I'm really learning to appreciate French culture, French language. I learn new ways to speak French all the time now. Oh. <laughs> like I've, I've been like listening to French music that I never used to before, like that sort of stuff. And I think it's really important because um, it is a huge part of my identity. The fact that I, I come from France, the fact that I am French and my parents are French. And it's a culture that I, that I love. And I think that it's, it's really important to, to love where you come from because then you can make other people love where you come from. I really envy that sort of, I guess like that sort of cultural identity. I think mm. partially because, I don't know if this is consistent with most Singaporeans, but the ones I speak to sort of agree, which is that we don't really feel like we belong anywhere because technically yeah. we have... Our in, like our ancestors, so to speak, are from China or they're from you know mm-hmm. Taiwan, etc. And then and then we sort of become like Singaporean Chinese. But what does that really mean? Because Singapore's mm-hmm. Singapore's national identity is very diluted because of the fact that we're multicultural, multiracial, and we're very young. So like we don't have like a really strong history to fall back on. We don't have mm-hmm. a strong like cohesive culture. And yeah, I've always envied people who feel like a strong sense of like cultural self. Yeah, like in Singapore, you just get influenced by like US music, UK music, Japanese pop, Korean pop, Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. Like you just sort of take in everything and then you don't really come up with something. But then you also have a community in Singapore, which yeah, definitely. Which creates like, you, like an identity. It's, it's, it's recent, but yeah. it's, it's, it's there. There's a sense of unity in that like sort mm. of lostness that mm. we feel together but but I think maybe we are anchored a lot by food and like <laughs> in one day I can eat like seven seven different cuisines if I wanted to that sort of thing so it's like a bit yeah yeah maybe maybe it's just the spirit that connects us I don't know it's interesting mm. yeah how do you think language relates to identity it's a very interesting question <laughs> I think I think language is a way of seeing things because like you said, for example, like in French, there are certain terms that, that, that you have to use for in someone who's older and, mm. and that sort of structures your society in some ways. Like language sort of creates that sort of power structures. Well, personally for me, so the fact that I speak English with an American accent and people when they meet me, they're always like, oh, you come from the States or you come from Canada and I also have to explain my life story to them right. because it's like and and in that sense it, it does relate to my identity because um it's a result of my my life story and um even like my my accent in, in French is quite like 
unique because I'm born in Paris and my parents are from like the north. They have like a Parisian accent. But because I've been living in the south for nine years, I have like a bit of a southern accent. Right. And it's really funny because everybody picks up on it. Yeah, Mm. I I think for me, maybe an easier place to start is, is Singlish, which is a sort of I, go- I googled this recently for some reason. Um, it's a Creole language, like a, a, it's a it's a sort of variation of English, mm-hmm. um, that is spoken by Singaporeans, and it's just a language that like I think we're, we're quite divided about as a nation. Like everyone's not sure whether to be ashamed of it or to mm-hmm. or to sort of claim it. And I think coming to the the UK has has made me appreciate it a lot more. Like it allows me to be instantly informal with someone like right. it, it's just in the nature of the language like it's a lot easier to feel close to someone who speaks english like instantly because the nature of the language is that i, I speak it and everything sort of just like gets mm-hmm. really lazy like there's something really lazy about the language it's like um a bit slangy but a bit slangy and it and it's okay. not formal um i feel like english as a language to me because of that that contrast is very formal and oh and yeah that's interesting yeah because i find that english is much less formal than french okay so i guess like singlish is very a long staircase down from french that's cool (laughs) yeah um Mm. yeah i think my identity in the uk has has is different i'm a different self here than i am in singapore because of the language like i feel Mm. the need to speak properly like so-called queen's english like i have to pronounce Mm. everything sort of in that perfect way and it stresses me out. I always feel like I'm performing the language a lot. <laughs> I mean, I can't relate, but <laughs> that's yeah. really like interesting. Yeah, like it's, it's quite language funny. Language can do that yeah. to you. Yeah. I would prefer to just speak like a Singaporean, but I it, it I always feel like if I did that people would think I was a lot less intellectual and a lot less educated than I am because it's a, a lot it's a language that's a lot lazier and and more like What's yeah, but word? if you just speak it with your friends, like, yeah. So I, I I just do it with my friends, like because I guess that's also the case, like in English or in French. Like you you don't speak the same if you're speaking like in a formal context than in yeah. Because I I do find that in French anyway, um, there is like slang. Like there's a lot of slang that you don't you would not use like at uni or stuff like that, or even in English. I mean, is there? I remember I lived with Singaporeans last year. And there's this weird, is it a la la, la, la. like like, like la. the the it's it's very oh. similar to sing, to English. So people you could understand us, except we put in certain words that indicate certain attitudes or certain tones or certain emotions. So we go like instead of like um, it's okay. We go like it's okay la. Yeah. It's okay la. I don't yeah. worry about it. I've heard that loads. Which is a lot that more really casual than it's okay. It's yeah. it's more like. Ah, don't worry about it. But it captures it in just, it's okay lah. You know, that sort of thing. And like, don't like that lay. Don't do that. Why are you doing that? Don't be like that. But we say, don't like that lay. That kind of thing. Oh. So you could potentially, like if you're an English yeah. speaker, it's quite easy to learn it. Because it's not as if you like use different... It's just it's like... It's just like intonations yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'd be totally down if, if you spoke to me like that. Like, I, <laughs> I mean... Um, yeah, that sounds really... F- I don't know if, like, Philippines do that as well. Uh, um, not not quite the same, but I feel like okay. some of us have certain habits in terms of the la and the les, but yeah. but there are other things as well. So, yeah, it's not quite the same. Not quite the same. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. Okay. Thank you. Um, what do you think about self-care? Self- 
care. Self-care. Ooh. I think it's the most important thing you can do for yourself. Like, the most important thing to learn. In order to do anything for anyone else, you need to be okay. By caring for yourself, you're in, by extension, caring for everyone else who you come into contact with. Because yeah. it... Yeah, I think it's something I had to learn over the last year. And, like, this year, I've been spending a lot more time. What 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 is self-care for you? Um... It's marking out a space in terms of time and mm-hmm. as well as like a physical space where you, there are no expectations mm. of yourself. As well as like maybe the active effort to like feed yourself well, like make nice food for yourself or to like just take a nap even though you're really stressed out about something and, mm. and you really want to get it done. You're just like, no, you got it. I think it's also a matter of like disciplining yourself and in, in, in a very weird way, like stopping yourself from doing the things that you might want to do because you're panicking, mm-hmm. but actually you shouldn't do or you don't actually need right now. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. What is it like for you? The self-discipline thing, I think, has really helped me. Like Just becoming a vegetarian was really difficult for me once I... Once I actually um, set my mind to it, I felt a lot happier because I felt like I was um, being true to myself. Also, just making better habits, like waking up in the morning, (laughs) stuff like that. But um, I think self-care for me is more about, like, acknowledging my needs. I mean, I definitely used to kind of not acknowledge the fact that I wasn't necessarily happy um, yeah, it's definitely doing that and, um, and also kind of training your brain to not, um, think too much about, like, the yeah. past and the yeah. future and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like, I don't know, being kind to yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's all the questions. Are there any questions you want to ask each other? Like, do you have any questions about culture? Or, uh, is there something you felt like you missed? I'm I'm really curious because you talked about how like French culture and Frenchness is is something you love a lot and like you want to to hold on to like what exactly is Frenchness and French <laughs> culture to you because I think I don't really have a very good idea of that it's very um, stereotypical so to speak like in my head. What I love about French people is that we value community a lot. And I think that in the UK, what I found at least is that people tend to be a bit more individualistic. And I find that in France, it's much easier to get close to people and then to to rely on them, to truly rely on them. Something else is that I feel like emotionally, French people tend to be a lot more open as well. Um, (laughs) <laughs> something something I always talk about is that in the UK, people people don't like to say when they've had a bad day. Oh, like they'll like people will often ask like, oh, how are you? But they don't right. expect you to be like, oh, I had like a really shitty day and right. <laughs> I'm not feeling too well. And you know, like yeah. they they feel really awkward about it. And I think it's like oh, part of the okay. education and the culture of people here um, that they they try to get out of those situations because they feel uncomfortable whereas in France it's not really a big deal like you'll just talk about your shitty day and then that person will be like okay cool like right that's that's too bad but you know and then and then you just like move on and 
it's it's a lot more healthy. But um... I think Singapore culture is surprisingly similar to French culture in that in that respect mm-hmm. of like community and being able to just go up to someone and be like, yeah, I had a really bad day. This is everything. And then they'll be like, yeah, let tell me, tell me. Because yeah. um, I think there's also a really strong gossip culture. Not that they would tell your problems to other people, but people want to know stuff a lot. And they're just like, that's yeah, a huge yeah, problem yeah. in France, actually. That's something I hate in France on <laughs> oh. the flip side. Yeah, oh dear. it's very, very gossipy. I see. Okay. Yeah, like in universities there. It's oh, absolutely yeah. horrible. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like everybody knows everything about everyone. Right. And it's... Mm. Mm. But then... And um, I'm actually really intrigued about Singapore because I was going to go there on an exchange because oh. um, I'm doing Erasmus next year. And, uh, well, I changed, I changed my mind in the end. I want, I, I'm going to Madrid. But, um, yeah, the, just the, the whole way that Singapore works is so intriguing. Like, all your architecture and how everything is... It's super efficient. Is, yeah. Like, I feel like the whole country is built more for efficiency and 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 um, achievement rather than, than really, like, the people themselves. Oh, like, really? in that sense, like, it can be a bit of a cold uh-huh. city to some extent. Like, it's very... Um, like, the general culture of Singapore is like, oh, you have to study really well, otherwise you'll be a failure in life. Oh, wow. Um, and then you need to study really well, and then you need to get into certain courses, and then you need to get into certain jobs. Like, particularly, like not all jobs are equal. Like, um, mm-hmm. I think maybe it's partially more Chinese culture, but there's an expectation you either be a lawyer or a doctor. And mm-hmm. so those courses are always oversubscribed, very competitive, and even more competitive than the UK. Like, my friend who got into Oxford and Cambridge couldn't get into the local university because they demanded one extra like they look at all your wow. grades instead of like three of your your A-level grades the stuff like that Um, and yeah like the culture is really competitive and people are always trying to like win in that mm-hmm. sense so it can be a bit stressful but there are a lot of countercultures now that are like coming out and people just like going like yeah screw this like <laughs> I'm not gonna you know I'm just gonna like sit around and make art and stuff mm-hmm. like that so I think it's it's is that something that you find is like quite an Asian thing as well I think the it's whole, like, quite competitive yeah it, it is quite an Asian thing um and I think particularly in Singapore we have this very strong like survivalist sort of attitude I, I think it's good that you chose to go to Madrid though because the universities there can be quite intense mm-hmm. and monotonous to some mm-hmm. extent um yeah yeah i still i still really want to go there yeah you should you should go there for the food um because yes. it's a lot cheaper <laughs> yeah and it's a lot better yeah. but yeah yeah i have a question i've never lived abroad and i'm going abroad next year so <laughs> can you guys tell me about how to deal with it and not feel anxious and scared Ooh. so do you have any advice that you would have given yourself before moving abroad I think, yeah, I think the important bit is just to remember that um, that there are going to be cultural barriers, cultural barriers that you're going to have to overcome, but you you will overcome them. And um, if if I were to come to the UK without all my expectations, I think I would have been a lot less sad mm-hmm. because um, I would have just made the friends made made friends very differently I would have 
spent my freshers week very differently, like yeah. all of these things that are expected. Um, I would have just gone out and done the things that felt right to me um, in the moment. And I think that especially if you're in a different country and there are cultural barriers, you don't want to put extra barriers on yourself. Like, oh, what am I supposed to do on my year abroad? Or what am I supposed to do? Yeah. This and that. And just find people that really correspond to you, even if they're not Spanish or English or whatever. Like, I mean, I think it's important also to, to force yourself to meet like diversity of people and people from the country, but also like allow yourself to not be perfect. Yeah. Like it's yeah, it's I, I think I think building on what you said about like doing what feels right mm -hmm. um, is important because I like um, I think it's important to recognize that it's, it might be difficult for quite a while as well. Like because I thought, oh, yeah, it will be bad mm -hmm. for like a week and then like I'll just like get over yeah. it. Right. And like, I'll meet people. What has helped me in terms of like stuff that you can do quite immediately is getting used to like the transport system. And getting used to like the f the like recognizing everywhere you can get food from like it just gives me a stronger sense of space as well as, as like yeah mm -hmm. and like you know like okay this is like all my these are my options and like this is where everything is like I think it helps to it helped me quite a lot to like take the train quite a bit and take the bus a bit and like walk around places and just feel like I knew it in some ways yeah. So. This was an, an interesting conversation. What did you think? I have so many thoughts about this conversation. First, it just makes me really happy to hear people saying things that they relate to one another with. I think being like a third culture kid or, or an international student is maybe not something people talk about that much because it seems so obvious, mm -hmm. but it's definitely real and the difficulties can be very real. Yes, I think it's becoming more of a prevalent thing now as like globalization progresses and stuff. Like it's not unusual anymore to be a third culture kid. Mm. But you rarely hear people talk about the effects that it has on one's kind of mental health. An identity as well. An identity as well, yeah, definitely. So Helena, you are half Swedish, half Austrian, yes. living in the UK. Yes, I could relate to so many things that were said today. Yeah. Like... Living abroad is difficult, and there is so both like both Nora and Kia Yi gave amazing advice today that I've certainly taken to heart or like shared experiences that have led me to similar conclusions. Like you have to create opportunities for yourself, and that like nobody will want to be friends with you. You kind of have to op open up and show that you're there. Mm. Um, but also that you have to put yourself first, as Kia Yi said. And I really think that like finding the balance of kind of being outgoing and creating opportunities, but also stepping back and putting yourself first and taking care of yourself is really difficult. Yeah. Do you think that you've grown up since moving to the UK? Yeah. Yeah. I just had this thought the other day. I realized like now I've lived in the UK for two years and I've stopped feeling homesick. Hmm. So where is home? So where is home? And also like it took me but it took me two years. Can yeah. we just like can we just yeah. like, appreciate this? <laughs> it took me two years. Like I was never horribly ho homesick. I was never like, oh my god, I'm gonna die, I feel so much pain, I'm ah. Uh. But um Do you mean homesick as in homesick for 
Austrian culture or for your family and your friends? I think both. Yeah. I miss the language so much. Mm. Like, my English is good, but it's still like I need to think about what I'm saying. You you study English literature and creative writing in in a second language. Yeah. How you do this, I don't understand. (laughs) I can barely do it in my first language. I don't understand it either. It's very impressive. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so, well, now we're going to speak to Kia Yi and Inora both individually about their conversation, and that's what you're about to hear. Okay, um, okay well, how did you feel that that went with Inora? Oh. Did you enjoy your chat? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. I I think it's quite strange to meet someone and talk to them like that, obviously, because um, you don't get so deep so fast, and, and the questions helped a lot to do that. Um it was also kind of therapeutic because nobody really asks me these kind of questions. And I feel like I, at the back of my head, I always want to tell people yeah. these things so that they know who I am and they know where I'm coming from because that's really important to me. So like it was, yeah, it was really nice to just sort of tell that to someone and, and yeah. sort of learn about them at the same time and, and realise like you're not alone. Um and a lot of things like every a lot of things are very similar and so here's someone who might be coping better than you in certain ways and like it's quite comforting so that was really nice yeah i know it might have felt a little uncomfortable in the beginning, um yeah. having deep conversation with someone you've never met but <laughs> i felt like that the stuff you guys said was really yeah. useful and hopefully to yeah. someone hearing it it'll be useful as well i feel like a lot of people will be able to relate to you but like in the best way possible yeah that's good as in like feeling not as a, not as alone I also want to ask, because you and Inora both seem to relate to people through food, like culturally, um, Singaporean and French, you know, food. I, I want to know, do you think you guys are going to hang out and Ooh. cook for each other? Or, like, <laughs> I, would, I would just love the idea of that. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I feel like I would really enjoy that. But also like Singaporean food is quite difficult to cook because oh, it's okay. like, like really complicated. So I use like heaps of oil and like, huge walks and like huge mm. fires like oh, wow. huge yeah. fires to cook um, but yeah I would love to I would love to do that like I would yeah. love to sort of bond over food like I, I miss that a lot with with people yeah I got really hungry from listening to you guys speak <laughs> same yeah. I was like I had shitty pasta for lunch oh no <laughs> thank you thank you for coming on thank you for talking to us so Inora how did you find talking to Kia Yi? Um, did you enjoy your chat? Did you think it was useful, helpful, fun? Yeah, it was super fun. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't know. I I like talking to to people about. It, it's cool to realize that wow, everybody <laughs> was sort of experiencing this, and we mm-hmm. just didn't really um, talk about it. And um, and yeah, it's 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 nice also because. Um, I don't know. It, it it makes it makes you feel um, even less lonely. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's cool to see as well that at uni there are so so many different people because yeah. I, I find that it's hard to actually have a conversation with people at uni. Everybody's so busy, <laughs> busy, <Yeah>. busy, busy, <laughs> always running about. And yeah, she's so nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's so nice. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank yeah. you. I really appreciate it. This is so it. cool. It was a really, really good conversation. Yeah. It was so interesting to listen to. Yeah. I was in awe. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. You thank were great. You. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the First Encounters podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to shamelessly plug ourselves on social media now. So if you would like to know more or keep up with us on Facebook, you can search for First Encounters or at First Encounters podcast on Facebook. And if you have any questions for us, you can tweet us at at podcast FE on Twitter because that's the only handle that was available. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's all for this week. But right now we're going to have a little sneak peek for next week. So do enjoy it and catch you next time. (laughs)